Ultra Gundam style, everybody. Welcome to Wow Cool Robot, a podcast about Mobile Suit Gundam. I'm Max. Uh, I use he, him pronouns, and with me, as always, is uh, it's Kali, and I use she, they pronouns. Thank you. So, keen-eyed listeners of the podcast will know we didn't record last week because I did catch the novel coronavirus. That's it's. I, I didn't know they made a book about it, but like it does, it does. <laughs> it sounded like it sucked. It wasn't fun. Um, I'm mostly better. You can tell in my voice that um, I'm like eighty percent, maybe. Uh, so you still got a bit of that gunk in you. Yeah, in your I got. Throat. I got some soup in me. I got. I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the soup. No, not the soup again. <laughs> I think they couldn't fully remove a new type from my system. They uh, could not. So if if there's weird sounds I make, whatever. Who gives a shit? It's my podcast. If I do, <laughs> if I deigned not to edit them out, then congratulations, you get to hear them. Um, it's my podcast. <laughs> I get to choose the correct amount of grossness. Exactly. Um, we're here talking about Unicorn Episode 3. Uh, it's good and I liked it. I miss him already. I miss... Who? who? I miss him. Who? Oh, right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh God! What a way to go! I miss it. What, what a way to go. what a what a what a cool guy! What a cool guy that like I guess it was his rocket launcher that got smeared on like the the wall of the colony and not like yeah. his body because he's gone. He's yeah. gone. There's nothing left he's if gone. you get you point blank that beam was... sabered. <laughs> it wasn't even like a beam sabered. It was like beam axed. It was like like, like plasma stuff that goes up to like the end of the shield. On it the was cool because he, he blew off part of its face and it's like Terminator underneath. It's badass. <laughs> he did. It was so cool. I like to think because I guess what the Federation doesn't do mono eyes, so underneath the Sananju is actual like regular eye sensors. I like to imagine it's like a binoculars just kind of like merges together to become the one mono eye. Mm. There's some sort of conversion <laughs> happening inside the dome of it. Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves though. There will we'll, we will have a memorial service for our friend Dogus and Macklemore. But before then, um, <laughs> let's talk. I'm, I got a summary of episode three. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, which episode three? The Ghost of Laplace. As Maneva and Ridi plan to escape to Earth, the Palau rescue operation begins as the Nail Argama fires its hyper-mega particle cannon at the asteroid right after Echoos detonates the support struts, throwing the asteroid into disarray. Zeon and the Federation square off as Bonager once again gets in the Unicorn, only to be met with Merida, who prompts the Unicorn into activating NTD so Zeon can get any Laplace program information from the software they installed into the suit. Ridi and Maneva successfully escape to Earth as Benajer defeats Merida, capturing her and bringing her aboard the Nail Argama. The next target is the Laplace wreckage itself, as Benajer learns he must pilot the Unicorn into the wreckage at exactly 0 hours to break the next Laplace seal. Alberto is ordered by his Aunt Martha to transport Merida, who we learn is actually pull-fucking-12, to yeah! Earth so she can be reprogrammed in the Augusta New Type Lab to help with opening the box. He's unable to do so, however, as Full Frontal and the Garen Sierra team attack Benajer and the Nail Argama, as he and Dagaza enter the Laplace wreckage. He has a transmission from the beginning of the Universal Century, but cannot figure out the meaning. Dagaza eventually leaves the cockpit to draw Full Frontal's attention, resulting in his death and Benajer's activation of NTD once more. In his rage, he kills Gilboa of the Garen Seer team and passes out, leaving him plummeting to Earth with the Garen Seer following behind him. Fucking... This Unicorn is a sequel to Double Zeta more than anything else. Absolutely it is. I, I've been waiting for it, because this... This episode was kind of what cemented Marita as like my favorite character, even on my first watch through of uh-huh. just 
obviously we'll go a bit more in depth into it, but it's like that flashback scene just kind of like Oh, shit. It it, hurt, it completely it like hurt. it's really crazy. the The hints are there, absolutely. But then, like, yeah, when you get that whole new type flashback, like, holy fuck! Mm-hmm. And it it just totally it recontextualizes her entire character as well. Absolutely, absolutely, it does. Is, yeah, is wild how you can do this and have all of their actions make sense to both this like badass like silent but like see like seriously like competent like um pilot mm-hmm. to also kind of dealing with the fact that they were like a traumatized child bred as like a uh something to be used for war since right. birth like yeah, absolutely like oh my god such a cool complex character like juggling mm-hmm. the the whole point of like you know she has this implanted prime directive in her basically but at the same time she's like found ways to you know exercise compassion because she knows what it's like to have a fucking shitty utilitarian existence yeah god damn what a cool character it's so good uh so this one starts out we see um the nail argama's heading to palau it it has its hyper mega particle cannon it's arming the shit they use to blow up like i guess they hit the musa in double zeta with it um back in the day but we see, again, just this show does such a fucking cool job of reminding you of all these different mobile suits. Like, we see an mm-hmm. EWAC Zack before anything else. Yeah! I yeah. love the EWAC Zack. Just big fucking UFO head big on this guy. dome head. Looking like Old Beetle. It, yeah, really! Uh, we see like s- Old Beetle. He does! We see some Gazas. Um, we see the Lodos themselves are infiltrating. Mm-hmm. They, they, all, they all make it onto Palau and, like... They're just, like, planting a shit ton of mines and C4 and shit. Like, we learn Palau is, like, what, like, four different asteroids kind of, like, scaffolded yeah. together. Um, yeah, they're, like, they've they've been, like, sup- <laughs> be held together by, like, you know, like, the, you know, the lollipop stick models you make when you're a kid. Exactly, yeah, it's all toothpicks. It's one of those. Yeah, and the plan is to blow the fuck out of all of that scaffolding and then hit it with a hyper-mega particle cannon. So just, like... Mm-hmm the entire thing just, like, collapses together and just, like, starts kind of falling apart. And that's when we're going to... Re- we're going to destroy this entire goddamn place to rescue one boy and one it's, robot. It's, Mostly the it's robot. It's so messed up. I, I think the Federation is... I think the Federation is uh, not necessarily in the right of it this time. The fact that... The fact that we're... <laughs> <laughs> we, cannot, we cannot justify it whatsoever. Yeah, well, because that's the thing. It's like, I don't see why they couldn't have just had the the fucking stealth infiltration special forces do this without also mm. Mm. blowing the entire fucking thing up like I that seems the, the, incidental the, 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 thing, the thing with it was they're they're not there for banaja true like, they're there for that's unicorn. why that's why deguz is there but like considering the fact that i think it once again comes back to the fact that um the Earth Federation is willing to stop at nothing to get right. Laplace's box in their hand. Um, and because of that, they're totally okay with civilian casualties. Mm-hmm. And although theoretically breaking these support columns will not do anything, um, there will still be civilian casualties here. Yeah. But on paper, it's negligible to them, so they don't care. Yeah, they don't give a shit. And it's really funny, too, how it turns out that Zeon just, like, let Banajer take the unicorn again because 
they like they're fine with him piloting it because like they installed this kind of piggyback program in it to like yeah they they can't break into the OS itself but they can have like the, the, this monitoring program that if any data does get transmitted related to they the Law Plus program yeah. they can just take it so like all of this shit is kind of a moot point because they just let like the Federation didn't realize that Zion was gonna let Banasher go out in I'm sorry uh this week is Bazinga. Oh, it's Bazinga? Um, cool. It's, yeah, yeah, it's Bazinga. Bazinga. I, f- I forgot to write Bazinga in my, uh, in, in, in my summary. Yes, he's Bazinga this week. Um, the the character the... development of being able to pronounce his name this week. I know, yeah, I'm doing too good, so I need to, I need to like, roadblock myself. <laughs> um, it's, and it's really funny, too, what you were saying about how the Federation ostensibly is only going to hit military targets, because, like, in, in the uh, Nail Argames, Ridium and Ava are kind of planning to escape. Riddy seems offended that Maneva would consider that the Federation would attack the residential block, like yeah. damn shit if only like if only the federation was consistently proven to be but distrustful and not have... caring in the past <laughs> funny the federation didn't have like a track record of like destroying I civilian know. colonies and stuff mm-hmm. if only i think they might be the i think Riddy's looking at himself like are we the baddies are we the baddies uh, Riddy definitely is. We've got skulls on our hats it's a bummer too because Riddy was like Riddy didn't do anything weird and objectionable this week I'm like, proud of him for that. Yeah, but 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 at the same time, having do, doing no bad deeds is not the same as doing good deeds. So yeah, yeah, it's just kind sure. of it's kind of like the, the, the seismograph is staying still, but it's not like getting better. <laughs> um, we, Mikot sees no improvement. No, exactly. Uh, Mikot sees Ridian and Maneva trying to escape, and she like gets this like the phone call thing ready to to call the bridge. But Maneva successfully reasons with her, and it's like, hey, I'm really important as you can tell my dad's a u.s senator how important i am my daddy's a lawyer um (laughs) my father's part of the house of Lords. yeah exactly uh but you know maneva is just like i'm doing something that only i can do and it's okay right and and mikot's like all right whatever fine mikot poor mikot i i feel like I wish more could it, it would be done with her, and there's four more episodes, hopefully. But again, mm-hmm. I've seen Gundam before. I know that Gundam doesn't necessarily treat us women well. Um, yeah, that's that's not great, is it? <laughs> but I, I I I want to see more from Mikot other than showing up and like kind of just like being talked down to and and mm. just kind of like being placated so she can show I'd up like in the next scene. Do something, yeah. At, at least Mineva is a genuinely like. And like we have Maneva and Merida, who are like two of the best. We have Maneva and Merida, so who are. Um, I like to, I like to see Merida as um, Tomino's apology for um, what he started with Paul being a character. Yeah. Um, of just kind of like, oh, hey, um, we're gonna make the legacy of like the the character that started this horrendous trope um, by giving like one of their clones. The best character writing in this show. I know. Um, it's it's so it's tra- I love Paul so much. I think her existence is tragic. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's just like not, not not just in like a series way, but in like a circumstances of being put into the series way as well. What's really funny is I don't even think Tomino wasn't involved in Unicorn. I don't believe. I think What's it was it was Fukui who wrote the original Unicorn novel. Oh, in like he did, 06. didn't he? So basically, it was someone else looking at what Tomino did with Pull and being like, "Hmm, I can fix this. We can fix this. Yeah, we can fix that." <laughs> and I understand that Fukui is certainly not without his faults either. But like, oh, hey, you know, really? if it, if giving us Merida, I'm gonna give it a yeah. thumbs up. 
Yeah, give 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 me Marie de Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shit gets uh, uh pretty bad. Like Benadryl escapes. Um, we see like the, the pilot that they were staying with on Palau like gets ready to you know sortie because he's a mobile suit pilot, as we learned last week. Um, Maneva, or I'm sorry, uh, Merida goes up with Zinnerman. They're getting ready for battle too. Benadryl's like flying around in a vernier pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we, we see the Algram are getting ready to fire, and like Alberto is freaking the fuck out. Like he's just like he's like, oh what god, is fuck? though. I, this this guy is such a fucking loser. He sucks so he sucks. much. Um, this is when the hyper mega particle cannon fires, and uh, we oh we also see um Ridium and Eva get in the Delta Plus, and it, the Delta yeah. Plus does the it does the Hyakshiki eyes, but they're like red, so they're fucking yes, so badass. Cool. It's cool. I Delta Plus so kicks ass. Much the Delta Plus rules. There's also a Jagan that has like these four fuck off giganto rockets on its back. Mm. Um, but th- it's like the- something out of Thunderbolt. Yeah, honestly, really. Uh, the hyper mega particle cannon fires, and <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> seems Dude, bad. People are dead. Hmm. This is bad. I like the continued theme in Unicorn of a, a laser so powerful being near it just melts you. <laughs> Obliterates you completely. Yeah. Uh, all the all the bits of plow rocket together and we see Daguza getting ready as his operation starts. And dad Daguza over here who, who says to himself, you better be there, son. I'm coming to get you. It's like, yeah. oh. Oh god, Daguza, oh, I love so you so sweet, much. Daguza. I'm so sorry for what happens. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. Yeah. Um more mobile suits show up. We see a Dryson, which is like yeah. upgraded Dom. Um I really like that where they're so willing to like reuse these like Zeta era like designs and stuff. I think it's so good and it's such a callback to like showing how the more outer parts of the um uh, the more, like, kind of out there parts of Xeon are still, like... I think it does an excellent job of showing that they're still clinging on to, like, the legacy that Haman Khan... Um, uh, yeah! ...kind of put forward. Um, we see this in an excellent way, like, next episode. Um, next... I, 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 I will say next episode's my favorite episode of, of Unicorn, I think. Hell yes. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, we see we we see a Gaza D, which is really fun. I I, I was like, is that a bound dock? It has this same kind of transformation where it's like feet become talons. No, it's a Gaza, mm. but like again, it's like it's just th- this one's for the this one's for the Wauku robot heads in the crowd. Like it, it's, is. it just lets it me is. it just lets me literally say Wauku robot, and that's what I appreciate about like, the corn so d- much. D- d- I I know what you're from. I know what you're from yeah. too. Oh my goodness! I'm just doing Leo point. It's just it's just is that a motherfucking Joe Dubzard adventure ref- reference? It's just that pretty much. I'm 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 doing the like the the, the soy face me. I got for I I know this is the weirdest right you've ever heard. I've gotten really good at doing that like soy face meme. Oh, when you're pointing backwards, when like you're facing pointing the camera. back. I've <laughs> hang on. I'll send. I'll send. I did it in a club one time. I'll send you the video. It was hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Why is there a car alarm going off? Come on. Oh, no. Come on. This fucking parking lot, I swear to God. Um, so, oh, yeah, full frontals here also. Um, he, he, he hops in, Angelus, with him. He does this fucking, like, d- sick execution where he, like, backhands. Oh, here we go. Let's see. Gonna get the <laughs> oh, shit. You did do that really well. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he does this sick execution. So what? He, yeah, he 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 backhands a beam saber and like drags it across the cockpit of a Lodo from the top down. Like it is, it's just <laughs> yeah. brutal. It's just oh my god, full frontal. Calm down, man. The thing about this is, I really love that they are not there to support Palau one bit. They're there to observe. Yeah, like because they do not get involved in any other part of the fight. No, he just wants to, he just, he kills a couple things and is just like, because, because the whole point is that like, the, the idea is to get only Marita out there fighting Banajer or Bazinga without yeah. like, n- no other interference because they want NTD to activate and they know that like, she can proc that really well because it's happened. All the times it's happened is because he's fought Marita. So it's just like, mm-hmm. he's just there. He's chilling. He just gets to kill a couple Lodos here and there and just, just kind of kick back and eat some popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we, we get the signal. The unicorn's in action because like, it's literally, it's just like, Bazingo just finds it as he's like flying through Plow to get to the, the extraction point. Like, it's just there. He's like, oh shit. All right. Well, t- might as well. He does nope. like the guess all the shrug in the it. camera. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like the idea that like the unicorn is just, like absurdly powerful, so you can do anything. And one of the ways we see that is that it can apparently like install drivers for any weapon it holds. Um, yeah, I really love that. But I also love the fact that this guy can't shoot the gun because he needs to install the driver for I it. I know! It reminds me of uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, of the whole thing of, like, you can turn a gun off because you have to, like, be registered to the gun. If, mm-hmm. You know, the future of dystopic warfare or whatever. But, like, yeah, yeah a Dryson's, like, coming down on Bazinga and, like, he's, like, keeps on clicking the trigger and doesn't do anything and eventually it, it, it loads and his, the Razor fucking gamer lights activate. The drivers have finished installing, so he... So he just like melts this thing with the Gatling. It's like a beam Gatling. Mm. I don't think we've ever seen a beam Gatling. It's it's like fucking heavy arms, but cooler. It's like this double barreled, like just melts through it. Yeah, it's sick as hell. Um, we, we see Riddy, uh, he, he tells Maneva that like, once the fight dies down, they'll go to earth and Riddy will probably be declared dead, (laughs) but like, it's fine as long as they can get out of there. Um, and they meet with Bazinga. And it's, again, it's this nice scene, unfortunately, of Rudy just, like, being a reasonable person. And, like, you know, Bazinga just, like, asks one final time, is this what you want to do? Like, do you want to go Mm. to Earth and try and sell diplomatically? And she says yes. And he's like, all right, Rudy, take her away. And, and, you know, he, like, entrusts entrusts Maneva to Rudy as he, like, flies off and gets ready for battle. Um, And, like, they they go to this, um, I guess Palau has a mass driver. So they just kind of just, like take one and get rocketed to Earth without having to, like, yeah. conserve fuel because, you know, it's, it, mobile suits don't have that much fuel, I guess. I want to make sure I'm getting the best mileage out of my Delta Plus right now. Yeah. So I God. will piggyback off this giant rocket launcher. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but this is this is when uh, Merida shows up as Bazinga's rolling around and, like, he can tell Merida's in there finally. And as she, like, grabs him and gets her beam ready to, like, melt, like, she's holding uh, her beam saber at his cockpit ready to just, like, you know, fucking melt it. This is a really cool uh. shot. Uh, you see, like, it's, like, first person from the unicorn's cockpit. And the beam is off in the Kshatriya's hand. But, like, you can kind of see this, like, uh, um, electronic distortion from the camera. Because yeah. it's, like, it's emitting heat still. It's this really cool yeah, effect. It's, it's just so like, cool. It, it, it's a show made by people who understand the robots. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they, the OVA budget really goes in. Oh, deep. absolutely! It's so good. Um, 
but you know they talk a little bit and and marita once again you know says we're we're not humans we're combat units called pilots and you know she says that um the sleeves are gonna withdraw if they can get many of an unicorn back and you know Bazingo is not having it. He activates NTD. Um, this is when we get this fucking um, we get we start getting exposition here. We cut to the Rulula. Full Frontal's already like gone back inside. He just killed like one load who had fucked off, which is like, very yeah, funny yeah, to me. Okay, we out. See you we, later. Peace. Um, he just explains. <laughs> shows up, kills one guy, refuses to elaborate, leaves. <laughs> uh, he he explains to to uh, I guess Angelo and Zinnerman and everyone there. Uh, the NTD new type destroyer. We we hear it once again. Um, Ziana saw that program. It can intercept any Laplace data. And Zinnerman's like, "Will it activate if she's?" And Full Frontal's like, "A cyber new type? Yes. Like we just need a catalyst." He's like, "You know, sis, shit. We don't even know what a real new type really is. Pull twelve yeah. can do this." And I'm just like, yeah. it's like oh, "It's her! It's her! It's what? her! It's crazy! It's fucking." We also see apparently the unicorn can. Not only can it kind of like take over weapons uh, by holding it, it can take over funnels just like by overpowering yeah, it with its yeah. own psycho frame, which is it's fucked the up. Sickest thing ever because it. I think it's um they 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 later in the episode they go on because they recover Marita after this fight that goes on um to the um, Nail Agama. Um, they mm-hmm. they talk about that being like a psychomu backflow of like essentially it's it's a thing that goes back to um my favorite best character in fiction um best four episodes of uh, television ever made uh-huh. uh beloved former Asame of um that psychomu backflow being kind of a thing with uh four and the psycho Gundam because. There's points with Four and the Psycho Gundam where you can't really tell who's piloting who because Four's being taken over by the um, Psycho Gundam's animosity. Um, this is a situation of that happening, of um, of Bazinga's um, animosity kind of overtaking the system. Um, the system going back to him saying, hey, let's just fucking kill it. Let's just fucking do it. Um, and then, as a result, hijacking funnels, which... I cannot imagine being anything but absolutely terrifying for oh, Marita. For real. Because the thing is about it is these funnels, these things that she has control over, not only is it the only thing that she feels she's good at, but it's kind of the only thing she's ever had to. Because she was she she got out of her like little cloning pod, um, primed and ready to control funnels and do this and kind of psychically connect with these machines right. then whatever then the, the the like tragic backstory happens and then when she's given that second chance to do what she knows she's good at again she gets these funnels back because that's what she's good at mm-hmm. and for the first time in her life when she's out there in the field she doesn't have control over them anymore that must be the scariest thing in the world because she visibly freaks out at yeah. that point because like th- th- it's the thing she was literally created to do, and then like mm. something comes up that literally just does what she does, but better in like this terrifying way. Because like we-, we see a shot, the funnel stop responding to her, and then we see the unicorn reach up and just like you know it's framed like the kshatriyas in the palm of the unicorn's hand. The unicorn just closes its fist, and that's when he's yeah, got know, that perfect blue, uh, oh god, freaking angle, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, right in the hand. And like th- this is when. This is when we enter the soup, right? Because, you know, the Kshatriya yeah. is getting fucked up by the funnels. And, like, 
the the fucking Schlar's counterattack, you know, it's that it's that uh, yellow and green and blue. It's that green just like, soup. It's oh. that it's that mint. It's that mint and onion soup. Mm, that mint jelly. Um, yeah. So we we see we see Marita like young Marita who looking exactly like a like a pole clone. Um, and it's like all first person of her like kind of reaching her hand out, and it, it's just oh fuck. We see her like reaching out to Glemmy, whose back is turned to the camera. We like see her memories, like she got her uterus removed, and like she it, got it, sold into um like sex slavery. Yeah, well, it's, it's fucking horrific. Like um, this this poor girl. I know, um, but at the same time, I think her being as cool and interesting and like powerful as she is now, even going through all that, is really really good represent like I, I is it representation for for people who've gone through that kind of thing of being taken advantage right. of and kind of being given like a horrific kind of deal at life and they still come out on the yeah. other side still in like powerful because what what, I, what what they really say yeah. after we see that is like you know marita's kind of telling banana compassion alone can't save people but then they both kind of say it the same but in spite of that like yeah you can't Mm. necessarily save a person through compassion alone but like you still need that in life yeah despite like everything marita's gone through she has a family right she has zinnerman and everyone like she has a place she belongs and like she has connecting with sierras yeah like she's connecting with bazinga now and it's like this gilboa's family too that she stayed with there yeah god it's it's just like it, it's this, like, tr- brutal descript- like depiction of what happened to her, but, like, she's still... I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say she's okay. She's a fucking combat pilot clone. Yeah, like, born to kill. But, like, despite that, she's found circumstances where she can be in control of things. And it's just, like, mm-hmm. I really like this angle that Unicorn is going at with the whole new type thing of, like... Because, you know, in the in the first second episode, they, they, they define it. Conce- com- what is it? Um, uh, Understanding without misconception. And yeah. it's just it's it's it it really hammers at home in this moment when they're in the soup together of like they understand each other truly, or at least it really goes one way. We don't see Marita like seeing Bazinga's backstory, but like he understands her in this moment. And like from this moment on, like he is so protective of her and like wants mm-hmm. to make sure she's okay. Not like she's like a child who needs protecting, but like like it's like she's someone else that he cares deeply about, like Mineva, like yeah. everyone from his classmates. Like it's just this really nice moment of like Bazinga being like, okay, like they this found is, that common ground. Yeah, this is someone else I can love and protect. Like it's fucking, I like it. I think it's unicorn so is good. good. Unicorn, unicorn's one of my favorites for a very good reason. Yeah, this this is like flying to the top of my list already, and we're not mm. even halfway through. <laughs> You're literally not even halfway through. Oh my god! I know this is three of seven, and then we have a movie, and I don't know how good the movie is because I it? hear it's, I hear it's fine. Yeah, all right. That's you know that's that's. <laughs> A lot of Gundam just ends up being fine. That's fine because it's got the self-absorbent suppressor that I told you about, like yeah, last week for the week before. Though that's sick as hell. Yeah, you got Sinanju Stein. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, Bazinga, Marita shuts down. Uh, Bazinga recovers the Kshatriya, and like Echo Us wonders, like, why was it sent out to fight alone in the first place? Uh, Ridium mm. and Eva fuck off. Uh, we we cut to the Nail Argama, and the the crew. We, we see. The crew, I think Dog is there and like the mechanics are there and they're talking about like why the fuck this this mobile suit, the Kshatriya, has old psychoframe technology in it. And it's just so goddamn funny that even Anaheim engineers are like, yeah, we don't know what the fuck psychoframe is. We keep on putting it in mobile suits and stuff happens, but we don't know how to replicate this at all. 
it's, it's, it's just, I love it because it's, they very clearly don't know how it works. Right. Like, a, a, a world-shaking event happened three years earlier where a giant fucking space asteroid was just pushed backwards because of just gigantic green blast. And we're just people, like... People People use their vibes to save a planet. And that was and like... trying to apply science to it. Yeah. And that was like <laughs> with a little bit of Psycho Frame in the new and Sazabi. And then they're just like, shit, what if we made a robot made entirely of it? And like, right, we're just gonna we're gonna make we're gonna put we're gonna put all of this like, all of this that we have in like one of them, right? And like, see what happens. And I mean, I guess the whole thing of like is that it, nothing crazy can happen unless you have two together because it's the resonation that makes things fucked mm-hmm. up. But like, like even, Soul Eater, yeah. <sighs> but even so, the unicorn is an absurdly powerful suit already. But um, yeah, <laughs> we see we see another fucking. Oh god, this is so good. Um, uh, uh, Liam is there, uh, and and Liam they're like, Oliva. they're they're in like the med bay. Fucking Doctor Hassan is there from Double Zeta. Yeah, I'm Doctor Hassan is here. Unicorn exists for me to point and laugh at the people who think Double Zeta is not worth watching. Yeah, like exactly. I cannot imagine. He, I can't imagine someone in good faith saying that they love and understand Unicorn without having watched Double Zeta. Surely, I mean, yeah, you can get it, but like. Without having watched Double Zeta, I feel like you don't truly understand Merida as a character. Sure, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the references you won't get, like, you know, you can understand why the Nail Arcama has this big fuck-off gun without needing to know why it was there in Double Zeta, but, like, it's just... It's not the same. Like, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not at the point to say that, like, nothing in Gundam's not worth watching, because, like, I haven't seen all of Gundam, but, like, it's... Who cares if you don't like the tone of it for the first, like, 12 episodes? And even then, it's, it's fine. It's good. It's, Double Z is a like, good show. It's nice. I'm, I'm getting mad about it I think the issue people have is the fact that um, more often than not, they'll watch Double Zeta immediately after Zeta, expecting more Zeta, and uh-huh. then they get, like, Looney Tunes for a little while. But um, the, the funny thing is... That's literally what happened to me, and I liked it. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess I guess it's just the burden of having good taste, I suppose. Exactly, that's <laughs> what it is. I I'll admit I kind of struggled through the first twelve episodes of uh, Double Zeta, and then Paul got introduced, and I was like, I'm gonna protect you with every ounce of my yeah. being. Um, I I I'm I am I'm Cyber New Type and Joya Supreme. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> title. I, 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 I love and defend all of them except Gunai. Um, oh, yeah, he can. Gune, I'm glad Gunai got fucking um, died. Fuck that guy. Dirty nuts. The, the fucking. The, the ridy of Shar's counterattack. I hate him. I hate him so much. He frustrates me so much. Maybe we shouldn't have pedophile characters in, in, in media. <laughs> maybe, maybe imagine that. Just, can, we, can we just stop having weirdos? Maybe we I just don't need it. <laughs> What a what a concept, right? What a concept! Isn't that incredible? <laughs> um, so so we're in the med bay. Liam and and Doctor Hassan is there, and and Liam is like, oh, she's a cyber new type. She's dangerous. Blah 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 blah. And Doctor Hassan, the goat, is just like she's clearly like super fucking wounded. Like I'm not gonna restrain a wounded individual. Like she's fine. Like just let her yeah. lay in bed. And you know, Bazinga's there saying the same thing too. And well, I uh, think me- it's also the fact that, like, Hassan's had experience with, like, Hassan has personally treated, like, three separate cyber new types. He's fucking, he understands it. Was he the, de- was he, um, was he the doctor on the regular Argama too? Yeah, he was. Was he? he? Was okay. He treated, um, uh, Rosamia. Okay, and, that's right. Um, he treated Rosamia. He treated, um, 
Sarah when she was on. Right. Um, I'd like to imagine he did whatever he could to try and get Four to live after uh-huh, yeah. um, Kilimanjaro. Um, I, I, well, it's I fine, because like we know, we know, Four, we know he, Four did live after Kilimanjaro. Yeah, exactly, because she shows up in the background, yeah. don't say that. She's, she's there. She's um, on a way to see her two beautiful, beautiful partners. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> on the moon being doctors. <laughs> uh, Mihiro's here, too. Mihiro is, like, I guess she's, like, one of the... Uh, I, she's, like, I think she's Riddy's rank. Um, yeah. So, something there about... She's in, like, a military uniform, too. She's on. She's in the nail Um she also argues with Hassan and Bazinga about, you know, oh, this woman's dangerous. She's killed people. And eventually she just, you know, they, they convince her to just be fine putting her under guard and leaving it at that. And uh, this is when Bazinga asks Hassan about what, what is a cyber new type. And, you know, Hassan explains, again, like a really good, I guess this is more of a concession for people who haven't seen other Gundam. Because, you know, it's, just, it's a very detailed explanation of like... They're more weapons than tools of understanding. Like, you think of new type as this positive force. The cyber new type is like, what if we turned it into a gun? What if a person yeah. was a gun? And, 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 and this, this really like, I don't know. I, I just really like this part because Hassan is like, you know, maybe call me fucking crazy for this. But he just, you know, he, he says, maybe we should just try and understand each other as we are now without having to create humans like this. And, maybe you know, we shouldn't pump people full of machine and drugs. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't give people Wario pill MDMA. <laughs> maybe you thought of that. No, and I think he has a point. Wario MDMA. You can't. You can't be doing it. <laughs> and he, he says a line of he, he, he's like, I'm reminded of someone who's once said we're stuck on the precipice of human evolution. Who said that? Was that Glemmy? Was that Char? I don't remember who could have said that. I guess it I, might have been Char I, I from Zeta? I think it was most likely Quattro. Yeah. Um, his whole thing was like... That up. For, his whole thing was, yeah, like for... I guess that was more of his thing in, in the movie than, than the show. It was on the precipice of human evolution, right? Yeah, something thereabouts. I mean, precipice of human... That's a direct quote because I wouldn't have thought, wrote precipice all by myself like that. Um, I, I'm guessing it was Char, cause like, that was this whole thing of like, I'm gonna force humans to become new type, and it worked out as well as you'd have expected. <laughs> I'm glad Char <laughs> died. Yeah. Um, Sucked, it, it, my guy. Yeah. Those of you in the Discord or wherever, let me know if, if you know exactly who this was. I think it's Char. I'm pretty sure it's Char. It's, it's likely to be Char. Yeah. Um, and this one, Bazinga, uh, Merida finally wakes up and Bazinga goes talk to her. Uh, and, you know, she talks about how machines can't tell the difference between real and artificial, but humans are different. Uh, humans can tell. And, you know, she's kind of like lamenting that she is this artificial human. And she she talks about like this, that prime director I mentioned earlier, where she has a master. She has to follow the, her master's desires and wishes and orders and everything like that. And she kind of has like a freak out and like the machine starts beeping. And she's about to explain to Benazir like how to... Maybe how to be a real human, it wasn't really that clear to me, or, like, why the yeah. box is entrusted to him. She's about to say something important and, like, kind of passes out and Benajar has to leave before anything, like, big can happen. She's not dead or anything. She's fine. But, like, you know, the, the conversation had to be cut short, unfortunately. Um, but she's fine. She's on the nail argama being taken care of. And, um, oh, we, uh, we, we, we get a quick little scene of um, Maneva and Riddy. They've made it to Earth safely. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm we glad. see this big fuck off mansion, like the same size as the mansion in the snail. It's the and White House. The, it's it, it's a fucking palace of Versailles. Um, <laughs> we see, I guess, Riddy's father, Roman Mar- or Ronan Marsanus. Oh um, God, he even sounds like a Tory. 
Yeah, exactly. Fuck this guy. Um, but uh, we 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 see that um we cut over. We see full frontal. Our friend, <laughs> our beloved boy. Um, they're they're tracking the nail argama, and we can see that like the nail argama and this um this vist foundation shuttle called the klimt are intercepting That's such a bad name i think isn't klimt um it's klimt's a painter right yeah gustav klimt an austrian painter i think the whole thing is it's because the vist foundation's front is like art dealers and stuff like that yeah that does make sense it's but yeah if you don't know that it's a just like spaceship though i know yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'll get on the klimt uh, you gotta put Marina on the Van Gogh. Um, <laughs> yeah, Van Gogh, some <laughs> you should take her in Van Gogh somewhere else. Um, oh my god! <laughs> um, we see. Hold on. I, I'm glad my microphone has a hardware mute, so I can get my gross coughs before I have to edit them out. Um, yeah. we, we see Alberto skyping with Martha, who's his aunt. Um, and, and Martha was even mentioned back in episode one with Cardius talking to Alberto before he gets shot. But like Martha's telling Alberto, take Merida onto the Klimp, take her to America, to Augusta. Hey, I remember that from Zeta. That's a I new like type that. lab. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it. it. I don't and like it. She, she, she talks about, she's like, yeah, it's not really that operational anymore. But I guess the implication here is that the Federation is going to do fucking every single thing they possibly can to get this box backed. And if they have Merida, they can like reprogram her as a new type and maybe like use her powers to help get the box too. She doesn't really yeah. like say explicitly because the whole thing is like, I guess she has to retain a level of plausible deniability of what, how, how, what level of illegal shit she's asking Alberta to do basically. Mm. But, um, <laughs> I don't like her. I don't, I don't like, like her. Um, she, she, she's a milf. I do not trust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate a gut so much. She's the worst. I, I don't even like a. It, it, it's it's not even like a Ragio Kuyuan type. Like, right. oh, I hate you so much. Just but, like nothing redeemable uh, about there's, her. There's nothing nice about her. Like she's, she just she doesn't have the drip that Ragio had. <laughs> she does not have rainbow hair. No, she she's like she just looks like a plain old like Gundam Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh, I don't know if they there's something about, I don't know if they talk about it in the fucking anime or not. So I'll save this for the last bit in case they they do mention it. Okay. Um, but her husband's even worse than her. No, fucking tremendous. <laughs> um, but we 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 cut after after she talks to Alberto about that. We cut to Daguza. He's talking to Bazinga again. Um. It's this nice conversation. It's like Daguza, Otto, and Bazinga in, like, Otto's head office in the Argama. And Daguza explains that, like, he has to pilot the unicorn to the coordinates. Um, Laplace says to break the next seal. Um, and, and Bazinga is like, I'm not a soldier. I shouldn't have to pilot this at all. Blah, blah, blah. You, you know, he's very hesitant. Like, he pilots the unicorn when he wants to, kind of. It, he, he's still mm. in that phase of Gundam protagonist where he doesn't realize why he has to pilot it. It's like, we've all, you know, we've been through this so many times before with every other Gundam protagonist. Now it's Bazinga's turn. But um, I think one of the things he says is, like, he shouldn't have to kill to save lives. And Daguza kind of, like, walks off after this, like, you know, kind of in a huff. And Otto consoles him after he leaves. And Otto's just like, you know, it's like, it's it's almost is like this frustrating fatherhood, right? Because, like, Daguza talks to his his, his sidekick and he's like, you know... 
if I had a son, I imagine this is what it would have been like, and I would have been yeah. able to go through this sooner. It's just like, damn. I mean, I know it, I, the show is- I really is, do hmm. get the sense that um, Daguza missed out a lot on being where he is and what his job is and stuff, and I think it goes back to like the the whole like point of um of unicorn being about kind of like people should be living the experiences and lives that they want to live instead of the things that like the war wants them right. to and yeah. like like that goes back down to um Min- uh, Mineva not being allowed to be a kid mm-hmm. it also goes to like a Deguza with his job doesn't allow him to be a father yeah. It doesn't allow him to settle down and kind of have that nice life with someone. Um, and I think that's really sad. Yeah. Like, it, it, there, there is this, like, very sad air of, like, everyone does what they have to do here. And, like, it, it, it's, it's a really good way of, like, kind of turning this issue on his head. Because a lot of the time, we really only get that just with the pilot and no one else. Because mm. it's like, yeah, it's obvious as a viewer looking through the lens of the protagonist, you're going to understand that this teen boy shouldn't be piloting a weapon of mass destruction. But, like, you don't get that with anyone else. But now we find, like, we're seeing that more and more now, which I really appreciate. Like, it, it does a good job humanizing this, you know, super high security clearance fucking, uh, like, stealth assassin special forces guy. Yeah. It's something that you, you wouldn't be a, expect. You could be a badass all you want. If you want a kid, you want a kid, man. Come on. Wants to be a be papa. Like, wants to be a papa. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so so after it, that, the, the nail argon makes it. Father, please. I didn't father, put the pilot please, the Gundam. I, to, I don't want to go into the Gundam. <laughs> I want I want I want to run around and look at the fields and like hobby Isaac. <laughs> I love the hobby Isaac. I love how bad it looks. It just, it's, just, it's, it's like they took the Gundam colors in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the nail arc makes it to where the original Laplace wreckage is. It, it orbits Earth and it, it, it like crosses the same point at zero hundred hours. Uh, this is when Alberto gets ready to like leave, and and he's kind of just like. He's like, oh, well, you know, good, good luck and all that. We'll be watching you, blah, 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 blah. And, like, Liam is really suspicious at, like, why this fucking busybody who's inserted himself into everyone's business is just, like, kind of leaving so quickly. So she's wondering, like, why he's doing that? Yeah. Like, like, what could have happened to, like, because they know he's going to take Merida on the Klimt, but, like, they don't know why. So... I guess they all assume that, like, all the new type labs are just, like, not a part of the picture anymore. So they're like, why would you be taking her? But what do I? Hmm, this is a bit odd. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to give any more insight and thought into this, though. Nah, nah, oh, well. nah, 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 nah. Uh, It won't be relevant. It won't be relevant. <laughs> it's fine. And uh, we see Bazinga, and he, like, remembers, back to, like, five minutes ago, <laughs> of Otto telling him in his office about how, like, Deguz has basically, like, been sticking his neck out on the line for Bazinga this entire time. And mm. that kind of inspires Bazinga to, like, you know, do his part and, like, take the words to heart of just, like, you know, I mean, he's not okay with killing people, surely, but, like, he wants to do what he can to help this whole process go smoothly to avoid conflict and everything. And, like, you know, it's, it's it, we're getting that growth from Bazinga, finally. I like it. We like to see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and they're in, he's in the cockpit with him. Uh, Deguz is in, like, this kind of, like, side chair as Bazinga pilots Unicorn. And he, he asks him, uh, Buzinga asked Daguza, if he ever feels these, like, he, do you feel uncertainty? Um, do you feel, do you feel a little funky? 
Yeah, he's like he's like, yeah, sure fucking do, man. <laughs> um wait, wait, yeah, I don't I don't really like those. Yeah, and he he explains that like he needs to do right by those he's responsible for. It honestly it 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 reminds me a lot of Gurren Lagon with the whole like, you know, if you can't believe in yourself, believe in me that believes in you. Where yeah. he's able to kind of swallow a lot of that fear because he knows that he is so important that like he he needs to basically just, like suck it up and do what he needs to do because so many people are relying on him. Like he's a cog in the machine, but like he understands mm. that if he does his job well, then everything else goes smoothly. It's like you know another like very like mature and nuanced point that like Bazinga kind of takes to heart. It's nice. Yeah. Um. Ugh. Um. So. We we're getting ready to do this operation, right? We see Girazulu. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's Gilboa. Uh, he he gets ordered to retrieve yeah. Merida from the Nail Argama while everyone's busy at Laplace. Um, Deguza explains that the terrorist attack was like the best possible thing for the Federation. Uh, yeah. Back at, at UC Zero, <laughs> such a fucking funny thing hmm. of someone with the Federation hmm. who's like. Yeah, this shit was, like, really good for them. And, they, hey, they might have even done it themselves. Who knows? Who could possibly say? Like, I don't want to sound conspiracy theory, but this does sound a lot like America. It, 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 it stinks of CIA a little bit. They, yeah, it does. You get what I mean, right? Yeah, no. It, I mean, we. I, I don't think the Federation actually was involved at this. Because, like, the whole thing is that it's kind of the Vist Foundation, I think, that kind of did mm. all this shit in the very beginning yeah. um but you know but, it worked out well but it, shit yeah this really is just a real history of like let's orchestrate events somewhere else that will help secure our position as a country like let's 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 tighten our fist on uh issues that we don't like to think too much about exactly. uh, by just um using it, these things that happen as a as a scapegoat yeah eh, and kind of sucks kind of sucks and love the love the nsa <laughs> he says a really funny line of like, you know, it was so long ago, no one's even alive from that incident. That's not true, but he wouldn't know that. He wouldn't know that. He has no way of knowing that because it's only the oldest man in existence. It's, it's only Stardew no Valley Grandpa exists. from back then. <laughs> but they, they 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 cross the coordinates at the at the right time, and like we hear radio waves coming from the unicorn, and it's like it's a broadcast from like I guess right before the Universal Century began, right before the terrorist attack happened. It's like mm. some fucking Disney park shit of just like someone talking about like the progress of history, blah, blah, blah. The actual, blah, 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 blah. you know, this audio is going over like the entire rest of the episode pretty much. It's not really important what it's saying, but it's just like, you know, it's people talking about how, you know, the universal century is beginning, humankind's progress, yada, yada, yada. The kind of shit that you always hear about in Gundam. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I would this is too much about it. <laughs> yeah. This is when Otto freaks out. He's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> If if we sense like a small, because they, they 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 sense there's like civilian crafts in the area and stuff, and Otto they like pick up like some light activity that is unaccounted for, and Otto realizes if it's just like a small enemy task force, they're going to be really good at their jobs and they're going to know exactly what to do. So we need to get ready for combat yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 Bazinga gets this like feeling, and he's like shit, and he like. Flies the fuck out of the Laplace wreckage, and Deguz is like, "What the fuck is happening?" Bazinga's like, "Get ready, we're gonna get, to, we're gonna do a fight, get into a combat." Ah. Um, and you know the guarantee is here. The gear do uh, get sent out, and like Deguz is mad at Bazinga for not killing anyone. Like he he's fighting non lethally. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and this is like Gil, Gilbo is here, and Gilbo explains like they just want to get Marita back. They're, you know, no one's gonna die, but you know, Bazinga's in the unicorn, and he has to fight, and he, he's like finally been kind of you know spurred on by Daguza to be like, I need to fight for my side, yada yada. Um, this is when Angelo and Full Frontal roll up too, because they're not part. They don't give a shit about the Marita rescue mission, like. They're just here to attack Bazinga and, like, get that NTD to activate because, like... Yeah. They kind of understand, yeah, this radio broadcast that's happening in Laplace is one thing, but we need him to pop off so we can get the next set of coordinates or whatever. Um, And, like, yeah, the Nell Argama gets hit while Marita's being transported out. Like, a hole gets blown in the hole, but, like, Marita, like, is able to save Alberto by grabbing onto him, just, like, glaring at him as, like, a fucking hole sucking people out into space. She's fucking badass she was like just like in a hospital bed like it's crazy she can do this shit from the get-go she's so cool just all the time girl boss behavior girl boss behavior simply she's filled to the brim like her the the, the pills she takes it's just it's not wario pills it's special girl boss pills oh it's girl power and and when you are and when you are there was a bit here and I've lost it. God damn it. Ah. <laughs> ah, <Aww>, beans. <laughs> um, so Deguz and Bonager are flying about. And then they eventually get their way like back into the Laplace wreckage. And Daguz is like, all right, hey, let me let me out, man. Let me out. He, he explains like, you know, you're going to be able to fight better if I'm not here, right? You're not going to need to worry about someone else in the cockpit. Like, I'm going to do what I can. And he, he explains that, like, the unicorn responds to B- Bazinga's heart. Like, when that radio transmission first started playing, he could tell the NTD was about to activate. But again, you know, as long as Bazinga keeps getting pulled out by it, nothing's going to happen. So he's out, and he's going to do what he can to, like, distract the enemy so Bazinga can find a way to activate NTD. And um, he even posits that, like, maybe the Laplace program is sent into place to test the heart of the pilot. To see if they're worthy of all this, I think that might be what's happening. I think that might be, um, the, that might be the, the, the the thing that they uh, got to do. Yeah, but he gets out and full frontals there, and he he, he you know the last thing he kind of tells Bazinga, don't lose your heart. Um, it's your responsibility as you know as a person to like figure out who you are. And yeah. he he gets like this like rocket launcher and he like fires at the face of the Sinanju to like distract it. And like I mentioned before, it like melts off half and you see like the Terminator glowing red eye inside. But the fact he gives a thumb up before. Uh, it, it's very Terminator, oh, I know. He's it's so just, cool. I miss him so much. Like he looks back and smiles and thumbs up as like Full Frontal uses his B-Max to just melt him. And like you see <laughs> top half is gone. Oh my God. Like the superheated rocket launcher splashes against. It's like molten. It like splashes against the wall and like. Bazinga just goes fucking ape shit. Like because now you've done it. Now you fucked up. And Angelo tries to stop him and just gets his his gear Zulu's arms and legs cut off so fucking easily. And like the unicorn <laughs> yeah. just flies away. Like and he's just flown backward in this like just just completely incapacitated. Like oh, he he just gets bodied right away. Yeah, and he's just flown back. He's just like what what just happened? Yeah. Um. And, like, Zinnerman, you know, it's this whole scramble. The unicorn's going berserk, and, like, Zinnerman orders Gilbo to retreat. Like, we can't get it right now. There's too much going on. We're going to get sucked in the gravity well. And um, before Bazinga's able to, like, actually hit um, the Sinanju and, like, hurtful frontal, this is when Gilboa 
um, like flies up and takes the hit for him. Like, because he's like, you know, protect the boss and all that. And that's what causes Bazinga to like snap and like pass out and be like, oh shit, oh fuck, what did I do? And what then he's just, he just like passes out and starts falling to earth. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, it really sucks that Gilboa is going, because he was a really, he was a family man. Yeah, it's just like all of the, all of the deaths in Unicorn so far are really, they're, I mean, I guess the biggest ones are, are Daguza and Gilboa. Like, I don't remember if anyone yeah. important died in the first two. I guess all of Bazinga's classmates is important. Uh, like, also, um, you know, the, the, the Vist guy whose first name I've forgotten the name oh, of. Oh, Cardius, right, Bazinga's papa. I forgot about that. My papa! My papa! Papa, please! Oh, papa, why'd you have to pass away? <laughs> I miss uh, you already very, very dearly, my friend. My, 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 my papa, who I scarcely remember. Papa, we barely had a time to spend with one another, and now you're dead. You barely had time for you floated back into fire. I like to imagine Bazinga's in, like, a little sailor suit with a big oversized <laughs> lollipop. Yeah, he's got a big old lollipop, and he's, like, two inches tall, and just yeah. sat on your desk, just being like, oh, Papa! Papa, please! <laughs> Lift me please. up, I want to pilot the mobile suit. I wish to play on my Xbox. I need <laughs> you to do the control stick so I can press the... Big buttons with my little, little hands. <laughs> Papa, please bring me the Nintendo's little Joy-Con. It's a small controller put it for my little hands. I know it's the size of me, but please. Papa, I wish to play Mario Kart. I want to play Mario Tennis and swing it around with all of my might. I want to play Baby Mario, who to me is the size of regular Mario. I feel represented by Baby Mario and Baby <laughs> Luigi. This is, an this is an interesting new character we've created, Baby Bazinga. <laughs> this is just Baby Bazinga, that's his name. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god, I'm losing it. Um, oh, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, so the episode's ending. Bazinga's falling to Earth. Um, the Nail Argama pulls off. You know, they, they can't follow it. They're not built for atmospheric reentry. The Unicorn is seemingly fine. The nicer mobile suit is, the better it can withstand reentry. So Bazinga's going to be fine, and like the Garnsier is following him down to Earth because mm. you know they got to retrieve this goddamn robot. Um, and like the last thing is like he wakes up and like sees, I guess he sees like the seat that uh, Gilboa is sitting in, and like as it burns up in the atmosphere, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And it plays this uh, this like nice song as it's ending. Um, yeah, that's a th- that's a, I think I mentioned it in another episode. Um, I really like the uh, insert songs and in ending yes, songs of Unicorn because they're, really they're all different every time. Yeah, I like it. It's a good way of like giving each episode kind of its own its own feel to it. But uh, that's it. That's that's the episode for this week. That's the one. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, next week on Earth. Oh. When I've I've heard good things are going to happen. Oh, it's such a good episode. Fuck yeah. Uh, so that'll be next week, but in the meantime, Callie, I hear that you got a little something-something. Oh, yeah, well, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna activate a spell card, because we're gonna go to Beyond Toon World. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toon World! Fuck yeah. So, uh, this week, I figured in honor of, um, my, my, my sweet, my sweet, sweet, um, friend and, uh, I can't really call him son because he's old. And in honor of Deguza Merkel, uh, we're going to talk about um, his uh, sub voice actor, uh, Hiroki Tochi. Fuck yeah. Um, 
So he was born in uh, 1966 on uh, the 26th of May in Tokyo. Uh, he is a Japanese. Uh, he was a Japanese actor first and foremost for the first um, like six or so years of his uh, career, and mm. then uh, his first voice acting role was in a um, little game called Star Ocean. Oh um, shit! Really? Yeah, he was uh, Cyrus Warren. I believe okay, is the I don't name remember of the that. Character. I know Star I've Ocean, though. Star Fuck Ocean. yeah. After that, his uh, second role was um, in another Star Ocean game, uh, the sequel to Second Story, uh, where he played uh, Ernest um, Raviade and um, Michael Slash Deckers. Okay. Uh, and then his third role uh, that he ever did was um, a character called Taruka in a, um, a fun little uh, anime that... Um, I haven't I haven't really heard talk much about. Uh it's called uh Turn A Gundam. Turn A oh shit. I the Turn yeah. A Gundam, huh? So he was uh he started off strong. Um in terms of roles that he's done, I'm gonna go I'm gonna start with I'm gonna go in order of uh least to most interesting. Yeah. Uh, very, very I'm gonna good, very start good. with anime, then go to games, and All then right. go to the last one, which I think is the funniest and best. Of Outstanding. It. So, in the original Hunter Hunter OVAs, he was Jing Freaks. Okay, um, shit. All right. He is a character called Nan from Naruto. Uh, spell that. N a n. Who the fuck? I just I've read all of. He Naruto. looks like a normal guy. Yeah, so that's he's probably a very minor character. That's, that's probably anime only. I don't give a shit about Nan. He plays. He plays a lot of uh, characters that I haven't really heard of that much. Uh, he plays a character called Dan in the Animatrix. Okay. Um, played uh, Kugo Ginjo in uh, Bleach. Okay. Um, played um, a character that I don't remember called um, Ajud- Ajutant from uh, Gurren Lagann. Um, he looks a little bit like the human version of um, Punta. Um... It's probably just oh, like oh. some some beastman that some, was like serving some genome in part. Yeah, yeah, he played a uh, Lassie Aeon in a uh, Gundam Double O. Okay, um, he played um, a, 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 a scrunkly little guy called a Panther Lily from a fairy tale. For, oh shit, I remember that. I I seen like a lot of fairy tales. Surprisingly, <laughs> um, obviously he played Deguza Mackle. Uh-huh. He played a character called Shaw in Angel Beats. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, in Gundam? <laughs> nah, not in Gundam, in Angel okay. Beats. Uh, plays a character called Bodroy in Black Butler. Okay. Um, once again, he his, his most his, his most recurring role seems to be this Pantheloli character. Um, yeah, Pantheloli. He was Smash cool. Draggled in Beat-A-Man Crossfire. Okay. Um, which I remember watching as a kid. <laughs> I remember Beat-A-Man. Um, he's um, Philadelphia Kest from the Loop in the Third, one called Fujigomine. Uh, TV show. Um, I'm just looking at some more interesting ones. Looking for some more interesting ones. He's Yusho Sakaki, uh, Yuya's dad from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's kind of all of it for the interesting anime. Oh, he's the anime voice of um, Lysander from Pokemon as well. Oh, shit. I, that's, he's, a, he's one of the weird oh. ones. <laughs> Wait, yeah, no, he's also Esterosa from uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Um, okay, all right. He's a big one. That, that's a that's a big one. I forgot that was a show for a while, so I, I know. skipped over that. I think uh, most of the world into did. gaming. Yeah, um, I like that. I like this gaming. guy's games voice, uh, incredible, fantastic. So obviously he was in um, Star Ocean. 
uh, he's Desmond Miles from Assassin's <laughs> Creed. <laughs> okay, the man who saved the world. He's also the dub voice of Nathan Drake uh, oh, from Uncharted. Okay. Uh, he in in Uncharted, Uncharted two. Um, He's Desmond for um, all the games that he shows up in. Yeah. Uh, he, this man is Chris Redfield. Um, what? Yeah. Okay, shit! Yeah. Uh, he is um, a character called Yu Morinaga from Yakuza 5. Uh, okay, that, that, I think that's more minor. Yeah. Um, but then we're going to get to the to his, to his, to his funky little dub rules uh, that he did. Oh, he, also, he was also a, um, a, a minor act. He was a minor character in uh, Kamen Rider Kuga. Um, and a, um, I think a monster of the week, um, in, um, Kaizoku Sentai Go, uh, Gokaija. Um, oh. he was also in the, um, Ninja, uh, film as well. Um, the best thing, Hit the me. best thing this guy did, um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Western roles. Uh, so his first, uh, dub role for, um, <laughs> he was Julian. In uh, Barbie's The Princess and the Pauper. Okay. Uh, he's the dub voice for Horst from Ratatouille. People okay. know the guy who killed a man with this thumb. Right. Um, he's Jarvis in Iron Man. Okay. Um, but he's not. He's he's not the Vision. He's not. Vision. Um, he's just. He's not Vision. He's just Jarvis and Iron Man and Iron Man Two. Fucking, but the whole. F- okay, whatever. That's great. That rules. <laughs> uh, he's he's Jake Sully from Avatar. Um, Tremendous. He's Ken in Toy Story Three. Um, yes. Good. This man is Metro Man from Mega Mind. Good. Yes. Uh, and he also did. Uh, he did Han Solo with the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars special. That's a thing I didn't know existed. <laughs> That's incredible. That is that is that is the the life and uh, wonderful work of an admittedly very very good voice actor. I really liked um, his voice as Daguza in um, Unicorn. Um, Hiroki Tochi. Fuck yeah, that's that's some good shit right there. Good actor, fifty six. Damn, pretty good. Yeah, that, that's like a, a huge, uh, big variety. Holy shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I am saluting Hiroki Tochi. Great stuff. I like his cool glasses. He does have some cool glasses. Um, that will do it. Wait, no. Oh, Callie. Yes, it's the robot of the week time. Ah, oh, who am I picking? I haven't, I haven't thought that much about it. Um, you know who I'm gonna go for? Yeah, I'm gonna go for because I've bought the cards, they're on their way, and they're, they're, they're going to be here soon. I'm going to play the deck, because I love the Digimon card game. We're going to yes. go for Metal Garoomon X Antibody. Um, so it's the X Antibody version of Metal Garoomon, uh, where he's bipedal and has big guns. Oh, he learned uh, how to stand his on his high- Yo. He learned how to stand. He's a big robot boy. He kind of got him. that beam gatling, though. He does, though. God, this guy looks fucking sick. <laughs> He rules, doesn't he? I like that he has, like, fucking Iron-Blooded Orphans Gundam heels. <laughs> yeah, he does! Fucking, oh, oh the, good. the, the shoulder-mounted missile pods. And yeah. This, this, this guy, this guy gets my seal of approval. Fuck yeah. This guy rules. I'm really interested to, I don't know, Digimon Survive came out the same day Xenoblade did. So um, you played Xenoblade instead of Survive. So, I, I mean, 
Here's the thing, Callie. One of those two games is a sequel to my favorite game of all time. There's exactly. one I'm going to play and one I'm going to pass on until it goes yeah. on sale. But I'm yeah. really interested. And I know that one of your starting guys is uh, is um, Kunemon, which is like the the the, it, the Hornet Larva guy. Yeah. I just look like all the bug Digimon are my favorite. My my absolute favorite Digimon is Hercules Kabuterimon. Oh, just because like hell yeah. giant. You'd be pleased to know that um, Grandis Kuagamon is one of the best decks in the card game Fuck right now. Yes. Fuck yes. Um, because he just kills you in one hit. That's, um, you know what? Yeah, a, a giant beetle man would do that, I think. Uh, it's it's more so just the fact that he just, he hits super hard, um, and then gets like, so essentially is you put a bunch of stuff under him, and then he has this thing where he can remove digivolution requirements to um, pretty good. give him more security attack to just clear out your opponent's security, so you just kill them really hard. Pretty good. It's really, really good. Really like solid deck. Very Yeah, fun. I like this card art. Very yeah. nice. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's us. Um, Where can we find you on the internet, Cal? Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com, at Cowley, C-O-W-L-L-I-E. You can also find, Um, I know it's been a month. Mm-hmm. Shut up. It's been. It, I, <laughs> I, I, I still haven't sorted out the Twitter account for um, at Other Side Novel. I will sort that soon. Mm-hmm. That will be sorted at some point i'm gonna finish the third chapter and then get on with that um that's for a um uh modern fantasy book that i'm writing at the moment um it's been a lot of fun to work on i'm a very very big fan of the direction that it's going despite the fact it's my own work and i'm obviously gonna say that mm. um i would really appreciate if you guys checked it out once it's ready yeah links it's it's linked in the description it absolutely is everyone thank you and I've been Max. You can find me on Twitter at Maxi Bajillion. You can listen to Bot of Greed, which is my Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Um, I don't think we're starting season four of GX until... I guess, shit, it already is August, huh? This month sometime. I'm really excited for it. We got it. We're, we're a little behind on our Patreon of watching Fast and Furious movies. So this month we're also... What, we're also what does that have watching, to do with Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, it's it's Krugio. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I love so, that. So what, what happened was we have our Patreon for that and like... We we needed to think of kind of, you know, a, a monthly series that we could do. And mm. if anyone knows me a little bit, you'll know about the minions. My little guys. Oh, yeah. My funny well, little you, boys. You're, you're, you're minion fan number one, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've often said, <laughs> Callie to four is max to minions. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, but, that's, your, that's your most notable quote. I've heard you say that thousands of times. Yeah, fa- famous catchphrase of the me. But um, we, we had a thing called Grugio because, you know, you gotta. Mm. Um, so, so I've inadvertently created this segment where, like, each of us kind of gets our own media property. Like, I get Grugio. Audrey is the fast, or um, uh, Elliot's a Fast and Furious fan. So his is Krugio. Sarah. Uh, since they do costuming for TV shows, they get Yugi So. Um, oh, that's good. I love. Haven't that. landed on the others, but the kind of you know the <laughs> the core conceit is it has to be able to be made into a pun on Yu Gi Oh. So yeah. it limits us a little bit, but hey, Fast and Furious is good, and we're doing Fast Five this month, which is the greatest action movie ever made. Fast so, Five. I've never I've never watched it. Unfortunately, it's, it's the one where the Rock shows up. It's genuinely oh! genuinely the best action movie ever made. In, in my humble opinion. <laughs> oh my god! They they drag a bank vault through Rio de Janeiro. It's rules. That sounds amazing. Like like I like I'm not dragged by a person, but like it's towed by a car. It doesn't make any worked, fucking sense at all. It kicks ass. I worked in the cinema whilst uh, I believe the Fate of the Furious was on. 
I haven't I, I haven't seen that far in. Unless but, it's like uh, fast. It's no, yeah, no, that's Fast that's, Nine that was on. It was okay, Fast yeah. Nine that was on. Uh, I'm sorry, you mean F9 because they all have to make F9. the movies have different fucking title. Uh, well, title Fast Ten, your seatbelt is coming next. They're gonna go to space. They're gonna. What's gonna be a two parter is gonna be Fast F. It'll. I look in 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 my heart of hearts. I wanted it to be FFX so they can make FFX two like Final Fantasy <laughs> oh, Ten two. So good, but uh, that probably won't happen. I wish. Um. Oh, yeah, and I also have another show called Slappers Only, a video game music showdown podcast. It's on hiatus right now. We'll be back at it eventually. Um, I'm still I'm gonna... waiting for that No More Heroes episode. One day. One day. One day. It's all on Switch and, like, everything else now. So it's so good. I'm, r- I'm running out of excuses not to play it, aside from exactly. I'm busy playing Xenoblade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day. <laughs> um, and thank you to NoiseSpace.xyz uh, for hosting this show and many others. Go check them out, and that will do it this week we'll see you next week uh you know barring me getting sick again which hopefully won't fucking happen again they um, won't happen statistically speaking you're probably like gonna be like you have less of a chance of getting right yeah my antibodies are fucking amped up right now I yeah mean, i'm obviously I'm, I'm testing negative everything so fingers fucking crossed but until then uh as we always say war is bad wow a cool robot bye bye bye